Welcome to the ETOP Podcast with your host, Richard Walsh. I'm a 30-year business-owning veteran, creator of the ETOP Academy, and best-selling author of Escape the Owner Prison, the contract's new way to scale, regain control, and fast-track growth while loving life. My mission to help 10,000 business owners create the freedom in their lives to do what they want, when they want, and still be massively successful. Now, let's hit our topic for the day. And here we are on the ETOP Podcast with my guest, Stacy Ruth. Stacy is not only an entrepreneur, but she's also got a branding and marketing agency owner. She's an agency owner, okay? She's also been in the top 50, under 50, in Atlanta, which is awesome, and a lot of other accomplishments. She has a very detailed, extensive resume, and I'm really happy to have her on. She's also the author of an upcoming book called Own Your Own Shift. Okay, I got it right, Stacy. I said it correctly. Absolutely. Uh, but, so we're gonna we're we're gonna talk with Stacy. We're gonna get into branding, marketing, all this kind of stuff. How it's gonna apply to our businesses out there? Uh, this is gonna be a great discussion with a lot of great tips for everybody. So with no further ado, Stacy, come on board. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you bet. I'm, I've been looking forward to it. This is going to be great. So uh, let's do this. Bring us up to speed. Kind of give us a little bit of background. I touched so briefly. Just kind of give us some uh, a little bit. Again, your, your kind of story coming forward, where you're at now, where we're going, and we'll kind of get in the meat of everything after that. Oh, fantastic. That that could take a few hours, so I'll try to keep it short. I, uh, I've been in uh, business ownership some people call it entrepreneurship, uh, for over 30 years now. And it's been an exciting ride with a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, learning opportunities. And during that time, I have uh, founded and uh, run and then sold two multi-million dollar agencies. And uh, that was when I got the top 50 entrepreneurs in Atlanta and top 100 IT agencies twice in the country. And during all of that time, you know, I've, I've probably faced just about every business challenge out there. And I have learned a tremendous amount. I mean, I started my businesses before there was an internet. So certainly before social media, and it's a different world today. So I, I now run a branding and marketing uh, consultancy called Inside Out Marketing. And I would love to share with you and with your listeners about some of the things that are going on right now, especially for small business owners, because small business owners, whether they're, you know, running an agency like I was, or whether they're contractors or anything in between, are faced with some unique challenges right now. And those owners are starting businesses and then stopping those businesses even before COVID at 80% in the first two years, they're dropping out. And that's a trend that needs to stop. We need small business. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a big number. I mean, we knew there's always been a high failure rate, right? In the first five years, Absolutely. Year, first yeah. year, first three years. So we get that, but those numbers are kind of frightful. And I really, I'm, I'm really an, uh, a proponent of this is small business. I mean, it's a cliche. It's a backbone of the American economy, but it truly is. And it I really think, is. I think, and I want to discuss with, with this, 
I want to discuss this with you because I think a lot of people are getting, they have kind of the entrepreneurial sparks and they got an idea and they get started, but they really don't have any guidance. So, and you get slapped really fast today. You, you, you get to, you can lose your drive. You can lose everything in a, in a, in a much quicker pace than you used to back in the day. We've both been in business over 30 years. So before you could, there was, there was an easier transition. Things didn't move quite as fast. So when you do business, so now again, with social media, with the internet, with access, with everything from, you know, your ad exposure on that to content marketing and everything else you could possibly doing. It's, it's, it's confusing for one, but it yeah. also can really keep you out of the game or knock you out in a hurry. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I, I, I think that, uh, <laughs> Most of the audiences that I talk to who are business owners and who are struggling with marketing will tell me that they do not like marketing. They, uh, some, some of them actually actively dislike it and will avoid it. And yet the thing that most of us miss is that marketing and branding are unavoidable. It's not something that you're going to sit down and say, now today, I will market. Today, I will brand myself. You're doing it either intentionally or unintentionally in your business. And that makes all the difference whether you're doing it intentionally or not. And I know it's noisy out there. You know, how many Facebook posts should I do? How much should I be on LinkedIn? Should I do Twitter? Should I do Clubhouse? Should I you know, alignable, what, what should I be doing? And how much of it should I be doing? Do I need a YouTube channel? It just goes on and on and on. And I happen to believe that that noise around social media is something that we would be well served to take a step back from, because it is not where a business's success starts. It does not start on social media. And I think there's a lot of confusion around that. It doesn't start with putting, uh, you and I were talking a little bit about this. It does not start with putting a list of offerings on the side of your van. It doesn't start with your business card or your logo. And that's something that I think is very crucial to let's sink in for a minute. And of course, that begs the question, where does it start? And it starts with who are you serving and how are you serving them? And why have you chosen to serve them this way? Yeah, that's great. That's, that's, that's very, that see that right there, you boil all that down. Cause you're right. Cause you get, you know, I should be, should be, should be, you know, on this uh-huh. platform, this and it's, it's overwhelm and it will make you its paralysis by analysis. It'll just make you freeze oh, up. Absolutely. And, and when I talk to marketing audiences, people that do marketing for a living, and I say that about how overwhelming it is and that the technology is increasing exponentially, it, it's a vertical curve right now. And that even marketers feel overwhelmed by what they should be doing and how much should they be doing. And and when you're talking about these enterprise level brands, they're posting six posts per platform, per day. You cannot outstrip them. That takes time and it takes money. Yeah, it's it's difficult. You know, like one thing you said too about uh, some of the you know, people not liking marketing, they're actively avoiding it. 
Okay, now I will, I'm yes. raising my hand here even back <laughs> in the day. Okay, because I'm like, I understand marketing very well, mm-hmm. but the it, it to me, it's, it is the consistency day in, day out of creating things and putting them out there that can, that can really, it can grind on you in, a, in yes. an odd way if it's not your thing. And I, I'm a writer. Okay, I can write. I have tons of content and everything else, but there's something about taking that and then, you know, doing something with it or like you said, repurposing and putting it on all these different platforms. I said, okay, you got to be kidding me because I don't see it. For me, I always, I, I don't, I don't see or feel an ROI on this, right? You just feel like you're throwing stuff out into ether, you know, and then we're, yeah. we're, we're, how can I, how can I validate this? How, where, how can I quantify the effort I put here? And now I'm spending three hours a day or an hour and a half or whatever it is. And it's hard to understand. So I love that you're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And say, here's where you got to start. And so let's really talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about those, those three things that you just mentioned that have to be done first. Absolutely. And, and I think, well, I'll use myself as an example. I mean, when I started my first agency in 1997, when the internet was just a twinkle, I think uh, Al Gore takes credit for it, just a twinkle in Al Gore's eye. Um, I, I didn't know how to start. I just knew that I felt so moved to start an agency. And I really was just starting it as a freelance contractor. And it kind of ran away with me. (laughs) Uh, I I did not take that step back and say, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? And who am I doing this for? Um, What I did was I grabbed at what I felt was handy. I knew how to do marketing. And so I would do marketing and I would do it for whoever would receive my, you know, wares, my services. And that put me in a situation where I was playing catch up all the time. And I would get really busy. And I'm sure no one listening has, has experienced this. I would get really busy doing the work. And then when the work was completed, I had done nothing to grow the next wave of work. And so then I had to go out and hunt that. So then there were all these rise and fall in my income and it was unpredictable. Does that make sense? And yeah, so, exactly. That, yeah. That, 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 that is what it is, Stacey. Yeah. It's, and we, we talk about this often when I talk to marketers and things too. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't get to turn it on and off. You know, that's the thing is you're going forward. Like you said, right. you get all, you keyed up, you go, you focus on one client or one job, one contract, you get it done and oh, you got some money in your pocket. It's like a drug. <laughs> you yes. You're like, exactly. okay, I can just, I can just yeah. sit here and lay back on the couch for a minute because I worked really hard for two weeks and I got this done. Now I have X amount of doubt. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Now I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Now I'm broke again two weeks later. <laughs> exactly. 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 I love and it. Th- then the other thing that now today with the social media and this um, kind of societal pressure that if you're going to market it, you've got to be out there and visible in social media. And then suddenly everybody's going to come beating down your door because you posted, you know, five times a week on this platform X that's not how it works either. And I think that it's, it's time to kind of debunk that myth because first of all, who are you posting to and what are you posting about? Consistency is important, but consistency without purpose is sort of like just 
walking outside and banging a gong and then expecting somebody to say, oh, you're here. That's wonderful. Thank you for banging that gong. It just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And that's, that's a big piece of the puzzle that I think is missing. So what I really encourage my clients to do is to really look at what it is that they embody and stand for. Now, this may sound a little woo-woo, but I'll give you a practical example of it. But when you recognize what your values are, as an individual, as a business owner, as a leader of the organization, and you really step into those values, that creates an energy that attracts people who resonate with the same values. When you know that you're doing it is when you're attracting the kind of clients and customers that are fun to work with, that appreciate your value, that will refer you, that really are excited about what you're doing for them. And that is not something that is talked about a lot in marketing today, but it is a crucial foundational um, pillar of successful marketing. And it shows up in your brand personality. It shows up in your logo. It shows up in what you offer as your services and the way that, that customers can engage in you, okay? But it also creates that, like, these guys really get me. That's how the customers feel. These people are really my people, and I want to not only work with them, but give them more of their people. And so one of the uh, really powerful stories that I know about this is, you know, that, that little uh, scrappy upstart company, College Hunks Hauling Junk? Yes. Yes, yeah. I do. Okay. So they have built four, uh, no, three core values that are baked into everything they do in that company. Deliver, delight, fulfill. Those are their three values. And every day at 11-11, whether it's at the corporate headquarters or at any of their franchise unit offices, everybody on the team comes in, stands in a circle. They don't even sit down. 11 minutes, they go around the circle. Each person tells one way that they lived into that value the day before. That's it, meeting adjourned, we're out. So what do you think that looks like? Well, when they show up and they interact with their customers, and this is branding, this is the intentional or unintentional branding that you're doing, how you show up and interact with the customers, whether you're going to live into those values or you're just going to be a little random about it. When they're living into those values, they are creating intentional interactions with the customers that the customers say, oh my God, that was the best experience that I could have had with somebody handling my junk. They treated my junk and I did hire them and run, run the test on this. They handled my junk better than I felt about my junk. They told me where it was going to be upcycled, recycled, um, whether it was going to be donated. I mean, they, they told me each piece what was going to happen to that piece that I was letting go of. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I mean, that's, I love that. And this, this is what I was talking with somebody the other day about this too. Um, the intentionality of your business, you know, that's what yeah. you're talking about. You know, they've got, they've got, you know, a really, really concerted effort on doing exactly what they're doing. They're not just taking garbage from your home, right. right? They have a, they have a different mindset about it. You know, this is, this isn't going from here to the dump. 
like Correct. you said, they're telling you where it's going to go. There's going to be repurposed, which is awesome. I think another thing you mentioned um, on the value connection, right? So you're connecting with your customers, with your values, with the core values of the company. I think a lot of times knowing this early on is so important. And that's why we're talking about this well before the, you know, get on this platform, do this and that, because I think when you understand this, it gives a lot of clarity to your business moving forward. But the thing that people miss what you don't get in the beginning of your business that you don't realize without knowing this, this is why this would be helpful. Mm-hmm. You don't understand what a great customer is. You don't understand who the, especially if you haven't had any yet. <laughs> you're just, you're just going to start yes. to get customers. You don't know the good from the bad. And believe me, there is a difference. Okay. There's a lot of bad customers out there. You always hear the contractor bad side, the bad contract, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of rotten customers. And I can, I hate, I hate to add up the dollar amount that I've lost because of those people, but understanding who the good ones are and who you're going to attract. Oh, it's like, it's you. Until you experience this, it's hard to understand the, the weight that's off your shoulders, the enjoyment of your actual, you know, profession that you're doing, the service you're providing, whatever it is. It's amazing when they, like you said, they love you. They, they want to be a raving fan. They just, they think you're the greatest, right? You handled my junk better than I handled mine. You know, whatever the case, when you understand that now you're attracting all those customers, man, you have it's really enjoyable to get up in the morning and go service your customers because you've got that in place. I love it. It absolutely is. And, you know, I I think a lot of businesses um, will say that they feel a little bit like a commodity, like they're competing on price or they're, um, well, when I ask someone who's a business owner or an executive in the company, you know, what makes your organization different? What makes what makes you the one I should choose? There's there's about nine things that almost everyone will say, and it might be customer service, it might be innovation, it might be expertise, it might be quality, it might be a, a particular uh, patented process or you know, technique, that sort of thing. You know, there's, there's just a limited number of things that people will say that make them different, but those are the same things that every other business in that category are saying in one way, shape, form, or another that they do, that makes them different. And that is not why customers buy. They buy for emotional reasons, like it or not, they buy for emotional, not rational reasons. And the reason that they buy is going to be that you let them feel like they are better, faster, stronger, more empowered because of the use of your brand, or that life is simpler, or that it's something that they can use on a daily basis, you know, comfort, security, uh, empowerment, they're, they're buying for those reasons. And so when you know what you stand for, those values are very unique. There isn't someone else who's going to go and say, I do fulfillment better. I do delighting better. They're going to have their own set of values. And that's so powerful. Yeah, that's for sure. So it's like we, we talk about this often in the sales process. We want to sell benefits, not features, right? Like yes. all those things, those nine things, you don't buy features. Yeah, I got the, you know, the faster, the shinier, the whatever, you know what I mean? But people, it's not what they buy for. Like, just like I said, I'm so glad you said that because this is a key element to sales, 
you know, selling your product or service is understanding first the problem you're solving for your customer, right? Because you're solving a problem. Yes. Whether they need a new furnace or they need a new roof or they need siding on their house or new windows because they leak and they're freezing all winter, whatever it is, is it now, you know, the windows don't leak? Do they care about that? No. What they care about is they're going to be warmer, right? They're going to be more comfortable. They're going to actually invite people over to their home now because yeah. they don't have to crank the thermostat up to 90 to get 75 degrees in the house. Okay. So yeah. it's that kind of thing. So it's understanding that aspect. It puts you in a different sales position, which is still, you know, in the, in the marketing realm, but understanding that is really, really critical because it's so easy as a lot of my, my coaching clients are technicians that have become business owners. Mm -hmm. So what do they know the most? The feature aspect. Yes. They know the best shingle, the best furnace, the best, you know, the best pipe, the best everything, but they can't, they can only sell features. They don't know how to sell the benefits. Absolutely. So it's a, it, it's a big mindset change, you know, and then when you like, you're talking about in your marketing, oh my gosh, now you got to only sell benefits. You know, you might, yeah, you know, I mean, you can do like, what is it, you know, 10% features and 90% benefits, you know, right. That's kind of how you gotta, how you gotta kind of pitch this stuff in order to really, really get some kind of response rate. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the, the idea of the, the personality, even beyond the benefits that those are very important, you know, you're, you're, you're providing solutions and you need to understand what they're, view of their challenges and their pains are that you can help them with. Um, it, but also it's the way, the, the manner in which you show up to provide those solutions that really sets you apart. So the benefits may be also universal, but the way you provide them is unique. And so that's the, that's the why in there is, is how, how am I going to show up? You know, Stacy's personality as a business owner, even though she provides brand strategy, which a gazillion different agencies provide brand strategy, and they provide it in a way that enhances visibility and irresistibility for the businesses. Those are the, those are the benefits of a brand strategy, right? But how I do it is unique to me. And that's the, that's the critical differentiating factor. If your audience is interested on my website for marketing, which is insideoutsmart.com, if you put a little slash and you type brand dash affinity, A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, there is an assessment where you can go in and find out what your unique brand affinity factor is for your business. It makes everything that you do line up with who you are and everything you do marketing and branding becomes so much easier. No, I, I like that. It's This is something really important you touch on. I love that. We're going to put that in the show notes too, so people have the link to do that. Yes, please. Uh, that's, yeah, it's, that's awesome. Because I think if they don't have the clarity on this, we do a lot of this in one of my programs in the in the beginning, uh, concept of creation is, is a very important step. To, when they don't have that clarity, a lot of people get into business to make money. Right. Oh, so, the, yeah. the, 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 I mean, I, I'm being Captain Obvious here, but I'm just saying that, you know, but, but they forget, but, but they forget the method, 
right? There's actually a method, the correct method to doing this, that's going to give you an ability to, you know, not only to, to make income and increase profit, but to grow and scale your business. But like, like, I think what we've talked about so far is when you don't have the clarity on how you're going to provide the service in that spectacular way, right? That unique way, again, how you provide it. That's a, that's a biggie. That's a big takeaway of this conversation so far is understanding the uniqueness of your deliverability, right? To take Amazon, for instance, right? They, they designed their own tape. So now you don't have to have a knife or anything. You can just push the box and the tape comes off. Okay. That's thinking about a customer experience, right? They never get the, they're not in your home. You know, they're sending you a box, right? They could have anything in it, but they made a tape. So now you, it, it's quicker to tear that sucker open, right? <laughs> you can get into that thing you yeah. bought because you're excited. Not only did you get in one or two days, now you get to just, it just, you can pop it open and walk it into the house. You're not going to find a scissors or a box cutter or who knows what the tape they used to have. It took you about a week to get on, you know, with the little lines and then you, you had to have the special, you know, hardware to, <laughs> to, to open a box, you know, those good old days. But, uh, but it's, that's the unique deliverability aspect, you know, and, and I, I really like that because uh, if, if you don't have that clarity from the get-go, again, I'm trying to compress time for people here, right? Yes. If you're going to flounder around for a couple of years, just hustling to get the next job, and you don't have any of this in your mission, in your purpose, and what you're doing, all you're going to do is what I call just chase your tail. That's what you're going to okay. do. You're going to be, you're going to be looking for the next job all the time, because you know why? Your referrals aren't coming in. And you're going to wonder why you can't get referrals, right? And I always tell people to don't like, because it's one of my pet peeves, they offer money for referrals. Oh, if you refer me, I'll give you $200. I'm like, don't ever do that. (laughs) Don't, I mean, unless their name is Ben Franklin, okay? They're not going to remember who gave that to them, okay? Because... Because like you put $200 in my pocket, I'm going to go buy something for the kids and whatever. And I'm never going to remember that 200 again, but you give me a cool gift, you know, a big thank you, something like that, or something I can earn then that, that now I attach that to you as the business, you know, little things like that, but, but they don't get that because they're money focused and they think other people are motivated to use their good name to refer your business for 200 bucks. Okay. Okay. My integrity my reputation of referring you is worth way more than $200. Okay. So, right. you know, I, I feel kind of dirty when you give me money for, for referring someone and, and I'm at risk. I always tell people, listen, if I'm referring you, the contractor, to John, my best friend over here, my name's at risk, not the company, not John's, but me, because you go and do a lousy job. Well, John will be mad at you for a few minutes. He's going to be mad at me for a lifetime. Yeah, okay. that, that's absolutely the truth. And, you know, it, it's an interesting idea about um, the, you know, in business for money. Uh, I think, you know, most of us uh, would love to make more money, uh, it, no matter how much money you make. It's, it's always a, a how much further can I grow? And that idea of being... Um, so money centric that that a lot of people say that profit is one of their values. And I would argue that profit is actually not a value. It is an outcome of living our values. And the better that I live my values, the more money I am likely to make, because that is a uh, exchange of real value. Again, energetically, it, it connects. I became a hostage myself 
to the high ticket income that I had created for myself because I was trading my own health. I was trading my own satisfaction by chasing the money rather than the fulfillment. And now that I have sold the agency that had me traveling over 200 days out of the year and was really killing my health, I have been able to generate income in a way that is more sustainable and more satisfying for me because I'm doing it with that intentionality. If I make money my master, I'm likely, highly likely to never fully be satisfied. You know, that's, that's, that's a very good, I, I, I dealt with the same thing, right? My yeah. first 20 years in business was mm-hmm. just chasing that. And, you know, what's funny though, Stacy, is I, you know, when you talk to people who are new in business first couple of years, okay. Oh, they sure. usually fall, they usually falls on pretty deaf ears because what they, yeah, you know absolutely. what they, they always tell me, I was talking about this other day. Well, could I get to the point where I got lots of money and make that decision myself? <laughs> okay. They don't, they, they don't want to believe you. Okay. Because they're just, I know it. They, they, I know that it. is a, that is a big carrot at the end of the stick. You know what I mean? And they really, they want that. Then they'll decide, yeah, you're right. Money isn't everything, but why do only rich people say money isn't everything? Well, <laughs> Poor no. people don't ever say that. So, you know what I mean? But it's that journey that they got to kind of go through. So we're, we're trying to help. Okay. We're trying to give them that understanding. But I think what you're saying, which I really appreciate is that when you focus on your values, right, your core values of your company, we talked about the unique deliverability that this is going to generate the profit, right? Correct. You don't need to focus on it. You don't need to focus on those numbers. Now we got to look at our numbers. We got to, you know, we got to be profitable, everything else. We're running a business here. You know, we got to stay in business, but that can't be your, it can't be your driving force. If it's your driving force, you will never be satisfied. I think it was Andrew Carnegie said when they asked him how much is enough, he goes, maybe just a little more. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's that's actually, there's been been studies done that, that show that the more money that someone earns when they make, and and you're saying that driving force, I'm going to say when they make money, they're master, they turn over their uh, ability to see themselves as successful simply to their bank account. And when I do that, it's never enough. It will never be enough. And that's the catch. If I will instead make my own fulfillment and satisfaction and working with people that I enjoy working with and doing work that I enjoy doing, if I make that my master, then I've got an inner motivation that will be fully satisfying and will also as, as you noted, will create that income for me that I'm so craving. But the money won't be my master. It will be my gratitude. Yeah, that's very well put, Stacey. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the money is your scoreboard, right? That's how people say, oh, it's just a, you know, it's a way to measure. It is. But here's the problem. A scoreboard, guess what? There's a game that has an end. It has innings. It has a quarter. It has a hat. But if you don't, if it's just the money, oh, the game never ends. Yeah. You don't have it. You don't have a finish line. Right. That's why you'll never be satisfied. Yeah. And if money's all that matters to you and no offense to anyone listening who this is their career, go be a day trader. You know, I mean, what are you doing this for? Right. And I think a lot of people fall into whatever business they're in because they know how to do it. And, and that definitely happened to me. I call that being, or sorry, I call that going along with the flow, 
you know, I know how to do this, I'll do this, right? But it's not an intentional choice. I'm just letting life carry me along. That's not as fulfilling as intentionally saying, I'm going to be in the flow and I'm going to allow myself to do and express and create and serve in the way that really feels authentic to me. The money will come. Yeah, that's, you know, it, that's, that there's a benefit to us being in business for so long, right? When you get yeah. 20 years, 30 years and stuff, you know, you actually, this is, it becomes common knowledge to us. Okay. Right. We've seen and it. We've, we've lived it. It's the opposite. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so we can just please listen, just listen a little <laughs> bit harder. Okay. Listen a little faster. Okay. So you can, you can make this happen. But the other thing is, you know, once Again, if people will take this advice, now I have six kids, right? So I'm always giving them advice, right? And I've learned two things. First, sometimes they listen to my advice, usually right. not, right? but they definitely watch everything I do. Okay. Right. So the more is caught than taught is a big theme that I try to remember. Like I have to be, you know, again, back to intentionality, very intentional about what I do and what they're seeing me do and yeah. do what I say, you know, is it congruent with what I do? Uh, and I think in business, that's very important. If you're saying, if you're putting this stuff out there, you have your values, not, but if you're not living those, okay, you're going to have issues, right? And this is how, how you dial in your brand, right? If, you, if you've got the real core values, and this isn't just something you put on paper, you spend an hour and you wrote down some, you know, I'm going to be trustworthy and the little Boy Scout motto or something, you know, you're going to really, really have to think about, you know, what am I, what am I truly in my heart, in my core, you know, this is what we want to represent. And now how are we going to represent it? And then you have to do all those things. You have to live them. Like you said, if you got to get in a circle and do that every day at 11, 11, that's great, whatever it takes, but to constantly reinforce that throughout your entire team, as you scale your business, it'll be a way of doing business. Now, once you get that, okay, let's say we've got the core values dialed in, right? We, now we're growing. Now let's go to the next step in the marketing branding aspect. Where, where does that find us now? Well, and then the next level, let's say, you know, your, your core values, what's, what you are going to be attracting um, is going to be people that resonate with those core values. So if your core value is money, you'll be, are you ready for this? Attracting customers that are looking for a deal. You, you want to grow just along monetary lines. You're going to be attracting customers that are going to be testing that. And then you're going to also be attracting people working for you that are only in it for the money as well. So definitely start with the values. Then you'll attract customers who have those shared values and the same thing with the people that work for you. Then what you get to do is go looking for those people. Where are your people? And they always start with your inner circle. And I think that this often gets overlooked with people starting a business is that you don't have to go out and create new relationships. You have a core team of people that believe in you and believe in what you do and trust you. And they may or may not be ready to buy from you, but they would be happy to help you connect with those who are. And you use those people, I don't use is probably not the right word, you connect with those people to um, share the word. And that's not a paid referral. That's um, uh, somebody I know calls that your team awesome, but <laughs> referrals do close at 
I mean, that is the way to start growing a business is by word of mouth. It has never gone away. It still exists. Some people have networking organizations that are built around that, like BNI is built around doing that kind of business building. Yeah, that's, um, I was just thinking about that there for a second. Um, connecting with people who might not be ready to buy, but who know people who are. Okay, another great takeaway. Okay, understand that's really, really powerful in that simple sentence. All right, because think, oh, this guy just want to buy, but they know people, right? So you have to give them that very same experience. So again, if they had a great um, sales experience, even though they didn't close, right? right? They didn't purchase at this time for whatever the reason, doesn't matter. If it was great, they you can you can ask them for a referral, and you should. I always right. teach us. You always ask for a referral often and often and often. So you ask that because they're going to know someone, right? They're going to, and, and it, to, again, that referral, someone referring you is one of the greatest compliments you could ever have, right? Absolutely. That's a testament to the to greatness of your business. So you need to develop that aspect of your, of your business, of the pitch, of everything that you're doing so that referral becomes a part of doing business with you. Absolutely. And not even necessarily somebody that um, has been a client. Uh, It might be your next door neighbor. It might be somebody that, uh, you know, has kids in school with your kids. It might be somebody in your church. It might be uh, somebody you used to work with. It, It could be anyone who knows you and trusts you. And you can say, hey, I'm doing something new. What's new with you? Let's talk a little bit. Hey, do you know anybody who might need this? That's all there is to it. It yeah, doesn't have to be hard. Yeah, you don't have to overcomplicate it. You know what I mean? But if you get into legitimate conversations, um, it's it's an amazing thing. If you really care about people a little bit, um, and I'm just, <laughs> again, raising my hand. I, I've, I had to work on this. Okay, I got to think. I'm always honest about this. I had to work about caring about other people. It took me a long time, you know, because I was stuck, stuck in that, you know, providing a service, making money. Uh, but once you do that, that legitimacy, that that true affection, that true caring, you know, when you're asking about them, that it's going to open doors that you'd never, you know, it's amazing. Like you said, in this referral business, there's people who know people because everyone's connected one way or another. And that's all you're trying to do. And again, you don't have to do it in a salesy, cheesy way, no. you know, hard press. Just let them know who you are. If you're a good person, they're going to refer you as a good person to go sell whatever you have to another person who they think is a good person and good people like good people. That is the way to do it. And I will tell you the the absolute worst thing that a business can do in their marketing and their branding and their networking is to sell hard. It is to show up in that anxiety of where is that next piece of business coming from? Needy, feels a little... Uh, sleazy, inauthentic, and uncaring. You cannot show up that way effectively, or certainly as effectively as possible, because no one wants to be sold. They want to have opportunities for them to choose. That That's a big difference in mindset. So, so the let me tell you why we're better. Let me tell you all this stuff. Bye, 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 bye. Does not work today there's too much of it it's too noisy yeah it's also um it's what that does is it leads to desperation 
which means you're going to compromise on price. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to let people beat you down in your price. You're going Absolutely. to come in low to begin with because you're desperate for that next sale. Yep. You want, I had a guy who was, I want to be known as, you know, the Walmart of roofing. I said, <laughs> well, let me just tell you something. When I think of Walmart, I don't think about quality. Right. It's okay? a race. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, go, I don't go to Walmart to buy anything good. Okay. <laughs> so I just, I go to, you know, whatever, because I have to. So, and, but, but his mindset was just that oh, I'll make a little bit. I'm not greedy. And when people tell me they're not greedy, they're usually the greediest person anyways. But they <laughs> turned out to be that way. But you, know, you just look at the mindset. I said, you're all about undercutting other people. I said, the way you do business is to undercut this guy to get the job. So, so the only people you attract are people who want, like you said in the beginning, lower prices, right? They're focused on money. When you're focused on money, you're going to get the people who want to cut a deal. Oh, what if I pay you cash? Well, they want a discount. And guess what? They're going to be your worst customers they'll never stop asking for more. Yeah. Right. So it's a whole different mindset, but I love that you're able to combine this into the mindset of branding and marketing, because I do it from a business level. Right. So yeah. meaning that in, in sales and how we're going to do this, and how you're going to build profit the right way by building value. But I like that you're able to take this Stacey and put it into the branding marketing aspect, because, you know, and that, I'm kind of just thinking of this really, I'm really glad you brought this up because those of us need to kind of ooze out everywhere, right? Yeah. Marketing, marketing is your first touch, right? That's the first touch. That's the first, the first attempt to attract a customer. And if those values aren't oozing out right there on them, if they don't get that vibe, they're gone, right? Well, they are. And, and, you know, it kind of begs the question what the definition of marketing is. I think most people think of marketing as the tactics, like, you know, we were talking about the social media, I actually take a larger view of marketing. I uh, subscribe to Peter Drucker's definition. He's a you know business pundit, uh, which is that marketing is the totality of the business. So it is every touch point. It is your website, yes. It's your logo, yes. But it's also how you answer the phone. It's what your invoice looks like. It's the process of working with the customer on whatever you know, your project, your service, your deliverable is everything, everything is marketing. And when we try to compartmentalize it and say, I'm going to show up out there one way, it has to be woven throughout the entire process of working with you. That is so good because I mean, I wrote that down. <laughs> I think that's going to be the soundbite. I think that's going to be the soundbite. Okay, but uh, <laughs> but that, that's so because I I do a like it's a thirty three step sales process uh, flow chart, everything from the first call all the way to well after the sale throughout the life of it. I, it's just to drive home the importance of that. Yeah, like there's thirty three steps. People are like what? They go there's there's a lot, of, and it goes here here, and if they say that it goes here, and you got this whole process here, and I probably could make Love it hundred steps. You know, but but you take that and you look at it and you have to understand exactly what you said and what he said, the totality of the business. That's a brilliant way to put it. And and man, it's so important. And it's I will tell you, it's difficult to convey, especially when you're new, because obviously you're not going to have all these things in place. Yeah. Right. But to understand this can be an excellent goal being marketing, being the totality of the business, because what that's going to do is force you to create these things in your business. 
right? Yeah, yeah, you have to be honest about who you are and how you show up and what matters to you. I mean, truly think about marketing, like putting your profile on a dating site. Are you looking to just, uh, as uh, I heard somebody say, shoot fish in a barrel on a dating site? Or are you actually looking for a meaningful relationship that is uh, fulfilling to both you and the other person? If you're looking for that perfect right relationship, then you have to show up as you. Because if you show up as anybody other than you, that's not sustainable. That's exactly right. I mean, that is exactly right. I mean, you have to and we talk a lot, okay, like ETOP, Escape the Owner Prison is about scaling, right? But maintaining freedom. Right. So how are you going to scale if, again, you don't have the value, you don't have all this stuff in place that that can be carried on, right? Yeah. It's understandable. It's documented. The processes are all in place, you know, so that when, you, when, when that call comes and you go out for the whatever the sale, the pitch, whatever it's going to be, that you just continue down the pre-designated path to the deliverables, right? right? This is it. This is our values, everything else. So that's, that's awesome. It's so, right. yeah, the totality of the business, that is fantastic. So really, really good. So when you work with people, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I mean, you've had all the experience, but what do you find? Are people, you know, they're at zero and you got to now do what we just talked about or are they, are they 15% are they 40% you got to, Hey, we got to back up a little bit. Let's do this. I mean, are people willing to, to listen to this kind of um, advice, you know, on marketing? I'm like, Hey, cause, cause you know what they want. They want, Oh, please, please make an ad and make me have money. Okay. I want money tomorrow. Make, make people make the phone ring, but to really back them up to understand this, did you find that to be kind of a challenge? Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm walking the walk right now, uh, where I am showing up as who I am and what I do. And so it is attracting the type of customer and client that understands the benefit of really taking a step back to build a strong foundation for their brand. Now, most of the businesses that I'm working with have been in business for a couple of years. They've tried it. Uh, the I call it the tactical roller coaster, where they're trying to do all the social media, or they did a you know slap and dash website, and it's not converting to clients or customers. And maybe we need to rebrand or relook at this. So most, or they're, or they're getting ready for a growth phase, you know, so I've got a lot of, of clients in both of those categories and I, I can work with them a couple of different ways. One of them is I work with the CEO founder of the organization to really get clear about what their brand is as an individual. And then put that through the organization so that the brand of the organization reflects the CEO and founders brand. Or also I work with the brand to really do the foundational work. The, the brand strategy is not um, hard for people to grasp uh, the importance of doing a, uh, you know, a values session of, of really establishing what their vision, mission, and purpose is. Uh, so that's, that's a wonderful experience. And then they get so excited when they see how it flows through to what their, you know, website looks like, what their social media is going to look like, how they're going to, you know, create those uh, customer um, moments 
of real connection and they come back excitedly saying, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how easy this could be. That's, that's the really wonderful part. Yeah, that's great. I think, I, I mean, I, I love the answer because, I mean, everything we just talked about, you said, well, you're walking the walk, you know, you're mm-hmm. walking the talk, so to speak, you know, and that's, and so guess what? You're attracting the people. I mean, again, another thing to remember that you, I always tell people, you don't get what you want, you get who you are. Right. Ah, uh, yes. It mirrors so, back to you, my friend. Yeah. So I, I just, I mean, a great answer. I'm glad you had that answer because otherwise you'd be inconsistent. I'd be bummed out and you're not. So I'm very happy. <laughs> so it's, it's really a good thing. So I just, I just love that. I mean, it's just proof in the pudding, so to speak, you know, here we are, you do it. It does work. I've done it in my businesses, you know, if there's ever a time when I, how would I, how would I say this as nice as I can without beating myself up too much? You know, whenever I lowered my integrity shield a little bit, let's yeah. call it that. Okay. That I have suffered with that client. You know, it's been a bad experience. It's been all this stuff, you know, because there's times we get in these different positions of, again, desperation. We need this. We really, really, really need this. And, and you know, and it's so tempting to kind of lower that bar a little bit. And when you do, you will, you'll get the job, but you also get a giant pile of disappointments. That goes that with it. Is the truth, and I will. T- I will say this. I think all of us, even when we recognize what you and I've been talking about on this uh, session, we will slip back into that needy place sometimes, and it always reinforces that that is not the place we want to operate from ninety percent of the time. Yeah, you. You hopefully we learn, right? We yes. go whoop. You know, it's like you, you veered off the path a little bit. Like ah. Uh... I'm not going to go all the way down the side of the mountain. I'm going to climb back up and get on the road, you know? So there's That's some people crazy. don't, they, they go off that one edge and they, they, they get stuck on that, that little hamster wheel and it's, it's doom and gloom forever, you know? So <laughs> unfortunately, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, wow. I'm just thinking about all this. It's such a good conversation. Um, really going, I, I like this because we're really covering basics in a sense, yeah. Yeah. but they're so foundational to the marketing of your company. And just, I'm going to kind of recap, you know, understand the core values, developing this true mission, deliverability, how you deliver your product, right? The uniqueness of that. We talked about benefits over features, things like that. You know, you're solving problems. That's the uniqueness of your company. Those are separators in your business, right? These are the things that are going to make your marketing effective before you do marketing. Right. I mean, you, you have these things in place. You're going to have you're going to have a much more effective marketing strategy going forward when you have this to work with. Right. Yeah. Because like you're saying, you, you now you're going to take all this and you can sprinkle it in all the marketing. Right. You can develop it all around those core values. You, you, you have a starting point where if you don't have all that stuff, you again, you have to. Well, look, we got to step back. Just like you're saying, a lot of these clients who do come to you. And this is usually the case when someone comes to a coach and they want to hire. They get it. There usually is a lot of convincing to be done, right? They right. understand that's where they're talking to. They're, they're going, okay, I need help. Right. The hands and, are and up. And you look I give like up. the person to help me. Yeah, absolutely. Right, exactly. You know, and, and, and again, they resonate with you, with your message. And here's the important takeaway in this also is from a business to a customer, B2C, you want that same thing, right? You want that customer to go, I need this. I need help with this. They need to relate to you. Go, I need this. And I need you to give it to me. You know, that's, that's, that's what we're looking for, right? We want them to know what they need, you know, whether, again, whether it's a furnace or a diamond ring, I don't care what it is, but you're the person that's going to give it to them. They need you to do it because then they'll be complete, 
They'll, they'll have the best experience. They understand you. You're, you're relatable. You're able to connect that way. And there you go, right? They trust you. That's the, it's all about the trust. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because you said this is this is basic stuff. And it is if you have an MBA. It is not commonly done. In fact, most businesses, the majority of businesses do not have a business plan. They do not have a marketing strategy. It's just make the donuts as fast as I can. Heads down, blinders on, go, go, go. Yeah, that's my Escape the Owner Prison book is at a big, I mentioned this before, a big, big, big business guys. Like your book is everything a business should do, but they don't. Bingo. Because, you know, Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good for only 30,000 words, you know? So <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is that, you know, and that's why I wrote it because you realize like, Oh, look, you that's skip, right. you know, seven of the nine steps. That's You're going right. to have some issues. So I, I love that. So, so Stacy, let's, let's wrap this up with you giving out a few yeah. links. I know you mentioned one earlier. I want to put them all in the show notes too, but how can people follow you, get in touch with you, you know, learn from you, hire you, whatever they got to do, wherever they're at, if they're connecting, let's, uh, let's give them the opportunity to do that right now. Absolutely. I, I love connecting with new people. I love uh, hearing stories and uh, building connections. So you can find me on LinkedIn under Stacy Ruth. Not hard. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Stacy Ruth Says. You can find me on Facebook and uh, that would be Stacy Ruth Says or on my group, The Unstoppable Leader. And you can also uh, find me on my website, insideoutsmart.com. And that uh, link that I gave you was for the brand affinity assessment, which will also give you tips on what to do with your particular brand affinity. And that is insideoutsmart.com slash forward slash brand dash affinity. Uh, I also would love to encourage you to check out my book, Own Your Own Shift, The Passion, Power, and Freedom to Be Unstoppable. It has a lot of stories of my own business growth and personal transformation during that period. And I think most business owners would get a lot out of it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, all that's going to be in the show notes. So if you didn't catch one or all of them, <laughs> all the show notes, go to the show I'm notes. Everywhere. Click, yes, click on that. That's where you should be. That's what a good marketer is, you know, eventually. But yeah, after the basics. Okay. <laughs> so we got all that. But Stacey, I really appreciate taking the time today to be here. This has been fantastic. I've learned, I've learned a ton. Um, you know, and I, I just, I, I know our listeners have too, and it's, it's been a real joy having you on. So again, appreciate you taking this time to be with us and share this. And we will have to do, it sounds like we got to do a part two. Now that we got the foundation set, we might have to go to the next level. That would be a joy. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the ETOP podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked what you've heard, please leave a great review for us. Your subscription and review helps us reach more people so we can show them how to escape the owner prison. Also, check out the links in the show notes about today's guests and more ways to connect with ETOP on social media. Stay strong and keep moving forward with your business.